Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday, and welcome back to another episode of Sunshine Steven, where today I have another from the vault moment, um, something that I recorded last year, over a year ago now, because it was in April. It was actually April 18th, I believe, of last year, with new friend D.B. Marshall, who we're going to get into it. We're talking wellness coach. We're talking books. We're talking just all around good conversation and vibes. So let's get right to it and then stay tuned afterwards for a little meditation minute. (laughs) Thanks. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of Sunshine Steven. How are you? Good. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, How how are you this morning? Well, it's morning. Are we in different time zones? I'm in Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, I'm Asian as well. Okay, then just kidding. It is good morning. Uh, I, before doing this podcast, I never really thought about different time zones with everybody. So, yeah, yeah, and it's it's a little, you know, it can be a little weird sometimes because um, you don't think of that. Yep. And um, I have a um a radio show too, like We Are You Radio um dot com, and it's an internet radio, and I have to be mindful of that because you know, I interview people all over the world, so. right. Yep. Yeah, there's, yeah, I've, I've interviewed some people from like Canada or if they're in California and I'm like have a good night and they're like mm, it's still like <laughs> afternoon for me and I'm like oh sorry whatever like it's it is what it is yeah. um, but it's nice that you get to make those connections with people I feel like it's it's always a good mm-hmm. yeah you learn so much um I remember reading a little episode um of W. W.E.B. Du Bois, and he Mm -hmm. was talking about, you know, racism and black and white and color. And I remember him saying, when you explore the world, you come back with a completely, completely different mindset. You don't see, you know, the United States or whatever area you live. You don't see it the same because you realize that we are more alike than we are different. And it's really not that serious when it comes to skin color, but we make it a big deal. Oh, yeah. We don't get me started yeah, we, <laughs> America um yes uh I, I completely agree once you do open up your mind and your heart to people it's like oh well we are we're all human <laughs> so yeah. it's like why are we making such a big deal out of something so minute that's such yeah. a little anyways I digress um <laughs> awesome well again thank you so much for joining me uh, I want to give you opportunity to kind of give a brief bio of yourself and mm-hmm. who you are because you know you better than anybody else so I don't want to butcher anything um so you just let the listeners know who you are and what you're about and then we'll take a deep dive from there yeah awesome uh, my name is D.B. Marshall I am um the CEO founder of Love's Pursuit and in addition to that, I am working on my doctorate degree. So okay. I'm writing my dissertation as we speak, and it is not an easy process, oh, I but I continue <laughs> to motivate myself so I can accomplish that particular goal. In addition to that, I'm a wellness coach um, and I'm and a motivational or inspirational speaker as well. Um, I work a full-time job. I work with local government, or I shouldn't say local, I should say state government. So I work with state government and I 
also working on my um, clinical license as well. So I do part-time work where I provide therapeutic services for the geriatric population. And so in a nutshell, that's me. Of course, I just recently wrote a book, Love's Pursuit Journey to Wellness, which encompasses a total of seven individuals, including myself. And we just really talk about what our journey looked like and what we had to do to kind of get out of that negative head space Mm -hmm. and change our negative thoughts to positive thoughts. And I incorporate like positive psychology, cognitive behavior therapy is where I infuse it to break it down to give the readers somewhat of a layman terms Mm -hmm. type approach to how we can change our lives. No, definitely. And I, I feel yeah. like that's super important, especially now in the, the days that we live in, uh, <laughs> surviving. I mean, it's still going, the pandemic and everything like that. I feel like a lot of people have taken time to really focus on their mental health and well-being. Um, mm-hmm. So that's awesome, though, that you you do so much in that aspect of yeah. helping so many wide variety, too, which is awesome. So what made you, what was the turning point that you had did you have like an aha moment like this is what I want to do what did that look like for you how long have you been kind of doing this do you want to just walk us through that yeah so no I I didn't have an aha moment like <laughs> this is not something that I technically wanted to do this mm-hmm. is something that I was destined to do right oh, so nice. we have this idea of what life's supposed to look like for us and I was on that path right so my goal was just to go to work work my full-time job mm-hmm. stay there retire get my retirement and my pension and be done with it yep and so God was like no this yep. is not what I want for you and I'm like dude or I shouldn't you know when I say dude I'm speaking all the pronouns okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who God is regarding gender yeah, yeah. but like really, are, are you really going to shake my life up at this particular point? Right. And I'm in the midpoint of my life. So, you know, I just turned 47 this year. So I'm like, I am so comfortable with what I'm doing and where I'm going. But apparently, um, purpose will find you, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we're not walking in our purpose or walking on a path in which we supposed to or should be, it follows you and it will continue to follow you and stalk you until you want to obey and adhere to the purpose that have been given to you or the purpose that you will birth into. And so with that said, I just went through a whole lot with really spark me writing a book. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, people will always say, hey, you have a story, you have a story. Even in school, I can remember my college professors was like, how did you get from where you were to where you are now? And I was like, I don't know. And they, they start talking about resilience. So I'm from the projects in Poe. And so there was a lot of different vocabulary terms I was not familiar with. Mm-hmm. And so as I was learning and I reflect back on what they were saying, I was like, oh, now I get it. I see yeah. what they were seeing. And so during this particular time, I have just come out of the divorce. I dealt with racism. I dealt with, you know, just, you know, inequality. And so I just felt a need to move forward with writing this book. And it was kind of funny because I ran into a buddy of mine and it was supposed to be a collaborative approach with him and I, but they did not work out like that because as we were writing it, he was like, oh, you know what? I don't like the direction this book is going. So I don't want to be a part of it no more. And I'm like, do well. <laughs> we just got to talking to the publishers like yeah. I can't publish I have a book so what I did was I reached out to 
small entrepreneurs, uh, I shouldn't say small, small business owners mm-hmm. who are also um, beginning entrepreneurs. And I incorporated them in a book. And I was like, just tell your story. Um, my goal is to promote you, uplift you in any way that I can. And the cost would be all mine. Mm-hmm. And that's how it all started. That's really awesome, though. That's a, it, It's a true, the, the older I'm getting, the more I just <laughs> turned 28. And I, you know, you think when you're younger, you're so naive and you're like, I'm just going to do this. You know, yeah, I had that mindset in my early 20s. Like, I'm just going to go to my job click my 401k once I get to retirement and everything like that. But stuff kept happening to where, you know, like you, like I have a story. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have had a lot of people, if I tell them just tidbits of my story, they're like, how are you? Like, I could not imagine going through that and still smiling and functioning. I'm like, it's a struggle, first of all. (laughs) You know, I'm making it through, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to have a good outlook. So I always felt this pull and this need, like maybe I do need to share my story and stuff. So mm-hmm. started a podcast and writing a book now and everything like that. So I definitely, uh, that resonates with me that you thought you were on one path and you, you know, yeah, that pull that like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to do this. So that's really awesome. I, I do want to dive into your book writing. So you start it with somebody and they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> not feeling it and you're like cool awesome so where did you go from there how did you did you just say okay well I'm gonna do this myself um and then also how long did it take you know to write the whole thing because that's one thing when I ask people that have books they're like it's a wide variety of answers so I'm always curious to know so um, let me preface it by saying that I am not a writer, even though I'm writing a dissertation. Writing is not my forte. I'm a science and math kind of guy, black mm-hmm. and white. So as I was going through undergrad, one of the things my professor got on me about was, you need to really, you know, you know, flesh this out give examples, use details. And I'm like, no, I don't need details. This is the issue. Yeah. This is the solution. Solve it. You know, let's yeah, do it. So she was like, no, you got to be a little bit more descriptive. Mm-hmm. And so with that said, so when he told me he didn't want to be a project, part of the project anymore, it really kind of caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. guard. But I tell people, I tend not to take things personally because I realize in life, oftentimes things, when they happen like that and they have to do with someone else, it's not about me. It's not my issue, right? And so once I learned that life became much easier and I went holding on to a lot of stuff, I was able to release stuff a lot easier than I did in the past. And so when he told me that I just really kind of braid on it and I just recently started exploring my spirituality probably about four or five years ago when I went through the divorce and I went through the, you know, the racism and all of the adversities, I started just really pouring into what my grandmother and what my mom taught me. <sighs> yeah, what they taught me, what religion was, which, well, mm-hmm. they didn't teach me, teach me what spirituality was, but what religion yeah. was and what God was, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when I started making that connection, so I started praying more, then I started getting answers. And so I really didn't believe all that stuff that they were telling me right. <laughs> as I was growing up. But some of it really is true, right? Yeah. So I prayed and I got an answer. Like, really? I got an answer. I was excited about that because I know God got to work on his time and not mine. And so I decided to just go Google these entrepreneurs and I reached out to roughly about 37 of them. 
And um, then out of the 37, half of them, or more, probably more than half, more than half replied and said, yeah, I will be interested in this project. But it, only a total of six actually committed to the project. Mm -hmm. And that was an amazing experience. I learned so much from them in, from those individuals. And what we did is we covered different dimensions of wellness. So we just talked about emotional wellness, mm -hmm. occupational, soul, spiritual, um, emotional wellness. And I know I'm probably forgetting one, physical wellness. Mm -hmm. And they just told their stories. And it's so funny because their stories went, you know, directly with the dimensions that we discussed. It was like almost a perfect fit. Right. And so that's how I knew that it was from God and of God because anything that was drama free fit perfectly perfectly in the mm -hmm. themes that we were um talking about i just thought it was just like heaven sent yeah um and so we went through that process and believe it or not i end up writing the book in six months oh wow yeah that's what people say when i tell them that yeah and so um <laughs> get this i don't even, i didn't know anything about this whole process right, right. i just like okay i'm gonna write it a book i didn't know what it entailed i didn't know what it cost i didn't know the time commitment mm -hmm. and even the flaws i mean i've had so many people that kind of edit the book and sometimes when i go through that i'm like okay they missed this they missed that and i had to kind of let that perfectionist thing go yeah and um let it be what it needed to be at that particular time so as i um, reflect and look back on everything. And I was like, dude, you were crazy for writing this book, coming up with a March launch deadline and thinking that everything was going to be super perfect. Because by that time I started meeting people who mm -hmm. written books and it was like, oh yeah, it took me a couple of years. And I'm like, a couple Ooh. of years? Well, I was committing suicide. That, that's like self-harm, what I was doing and didn't even really <laughs> know that. So, hey. It's yeah. here now. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, it, you got to work at your own pace. You know, I guess it, it really shows the testament <laughs> of that for sure. Because um, it, it does, you know, range. Because I've interviewed a couple people that have written a book. And some, oh, a couple years, a couple months. So it really does, you know, yeah. it's usually tends to be on the couple years side but yeah yeah I and mean, usually the individuals that are writing a couple of months they don't have as many projects on their plate as right. i do right so you're talking about working two jobs um I, and i didn't mention that i'm a kid, kidney advocate and a kidney mm -hmm. ambassador so i'm a kidney patient as well i have stage three kidney disease and so i'm literally mentoring kidney patients in addition to doing everything else that i'm doing and so i was like Dude, that was crazy. And I was literally getting three to four hours of sleep some nights, wow. most nights. Yeah. But again, I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. And I didn't want to push it back because I had other people apart who were a part of the project and I didn't want to disappoint them. Right. So now it was just my book and my book by myself. I was like, you know what? I'm putting this thing on hold. Mm -hmm. This is too much. Um, and then you, I mean, even the other drama, like the marketing, branding team, like I was going through so much drama and people not staying keeping up with my deadlines mm -hmm. it was it was just a lot of stress but the beautiful thing that came up out of it is um you know it ended up becoming a number one international bestseller in addition to just blessing the hearts minds and souls that's out there who choose to read it 
Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely shows that that dedication and everything paid off. So that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's, you know, I feel like that's what the world needs a little bit more of right now. It's the positivity <laughs> and everything like that. And, yeah. um, and on those lines, I guess I, I, I'd like to know what your advice would be for somebody that is, you know, wanting to improve like they they feel like they're on a path but they're like "Uh, is this my path i feel like i could do more or you know i feel like i'm being pulled this way that would be a good thing for me to do what would your advice be for those types of people my advice would be to really get to know you and and I know we walk around saying, yeah, I love myself. I love myself. When you really sit down and you do the work, you 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 will learn that yeah. there are there's a lot of you that you don't love or you are not loving. Mm-hmm. And it's easier said than done. And it's easy to say that I love me. And it's easy sometimes for people to tell you that they love you. But when you look at their actions, their actions are different. Mm-hmm. than what they are saying. And so do the same thing with yourself. When you say, yes, I love myself. Well, if you love yourself, will you go out there and drink and drive? You know, right. is that loving yourself? So really sit down and assess your behaviors. Spend quality time with you. The best part of my life is <laughs> when I spent that silent alone time, just mm. really trying to understand who am I, where am I going, what are the things that make me happy, sad, and um, depressed. And, and believe it or not, I, I, I really learned all of that when I went through the depression after the divorce. I really sat down to try to figure out what was going on. Now, granted, I didn't voluntarily do it. I was kind of forced to do it because yeah. I was depressed. But that was the pivotal moment in my life when I realized that I was more than what I thought at that particular time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a self-reflecting moment. And I think it's true. We all do have to kind of practice what we preach. If you mm-hmm. love yourself, you would act upon it as well, too. Yeah. You, don't, you don't just say it, for sure. Yeah. Um, one question I always like to ask guests when they come on, um, and this could be, uh, another motivational person, a public figure, celebrity, family member, a group of people who inspires you. Oh, so um, it, it's funny that you asked me that. Well, you said who inspires me now. Mm-hmm. So if I have to say who inspires me now, it wouldn't be one particular person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love RuPaul Drag Race. Like I am a Ru. Holic ruler yeah. ruleaholic. Yep. And he's probably good. gonna he call gonna, me and say, you know right. what? I'm gonna take that. <laughs> I'm gonna take like that, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and watching those individuals just give me so much joy because they are living their dream. Um, and if it's not their dream, at least they're taking a chance or exploring something that they may feel is their dream. Right. And to watch them walk into the workroom and grow from the time they got there to the time they are, to the time they leave is an amazing thing. It's not even about the money or who is going to be crowned, although that really, you know, gets me excited as yeah. well. <laughs> but just seeing their creativity and understanding yeah. who they are as a person and, and, and you know, whether they're crying, laughing, arguing, it, it, it just shows a, way, a wide range of emotions mm-hmm. that we experience in life that we don't always talk about, right? right. 
And so I think we are conditioned socially to always put our best foot forward and mm-hmm. present the person that we think we're supposed to present according to what society said is appropriate. Right. But we have to understand that you are unique. You are special. So you're not going to show up like Mr. and Mrs. Brown. You're going to show up as yourself and being yourself is okay and more than enough. So I would have to say probably the whole RuPaul crew (laughs) inspires me. But the person that I always go back to and reflect to is Tisha Campbell. I grew up with her. I fell in love with her. And I still just reflect and remember those good times. And so she tends to get me through a lot. Oh, that's good. Yeah, solid. It's always nice to, which I think next week we get to find out who wins this season. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's a close. It's too close. Like this is the closest. I mean, outside of one person that I just know, but she, she better be number four. But um, those top, but I ain't gonna call her name. I know. I don't want to say it either because I don't want to get canceled by anybody, but there's one that I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah. We'll talk right. offline. <laughs> <laughs> but those top three are amazing, amazing. and there are in their craft and their confidence level when they hit that stage is my it blows my mind. And I try to see little bits and pieces of me and them and said, you know what? You can do it. You can go out there. You can be on a grand stage mm-hmm. and make things happen. So, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I love it's so good yeah Yeah. so good i'm excited to see who wins but it's such a close race um so i i have and i'm not going to read them all let me preface by that but i have 75 77 actually because i added two random questions okay so i always go through rapid fire i just pick a few out that are random nothing too invasive but like silly questions um so i just go through them with guests and you, whatever comes to the, your mind first. Ooh. Are you ready? Ready. I feel like I'm on a game show. <laughs> I know. That's what I always make it feel like a, a little game show moment. And people get so worked Ooh, up. And I'm like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> like, it's nothing serious. Okay. First question. If you had an extra hour in the day, how would you use it? How would I use it? I would use it to probably do some type of marketing mm. on, on, um, on my book or marketing of my brand. Um, that's how I would use it. How I What I need to do, what I should do <laughs> is really just meditate and calm my behind down to get some sleep. But I probably would just, yeah, use that hour to do some marketing. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Marketing is very important, but yeah. it takes a lot. And hard. <laughs> It's not easy, yeah, because there's so much out there. Uh, would you rather go to a water park or a haunted house? Uh, uh, I, I don't like either of those choices, but if I had to choose one, I would choose a water park. I do not like scary movies. Um, yes, I'll let everybody know. If you're going to take me to the scary movie, that is the moment where I become, well, I don't want to say that word. Be I become very... Different. <laughs> yes. I'm sitting on your lap. You're going to hold me. You're going to hug me. And you're going to yeah. coddle me. Yeah. Other than that, I'm the dude out there just really like sl- cutting the grass, slinging weights. But until a scary movie comes on, then you're going to see a different side. Yeah. But I love <laughs> horror movies, though. Can't... Do you really? Oh, I do. Yeah. That's all I watch just about. So <laughs> are you looking at that new Netflix series, Them? 
Have you heard about that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I keep yeah. seeing the, uh, like trailers and stuff on that, and mm. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm gonna yeah, watch it sooner. Today might be a good day to watch it a little mm. bit later. It's rainy and gross, so <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, what is the food that you hate? Oh my. Okay. Well, if I had to say any any fish, well, yeah, I don't like fish. Um, it is a is it's a quick little story. So I I grew up in Miami, and we were po not poor but po and so we had to go fishing for food when we run out of food stamps and me my grandma and my mom we would go fishing and so we had the last week we always had to eat either fishing grids fishing biscuits but we had to clean the fish i mean like oh, scale cutting gutting gross and so clearly yeah i don't fool with fish like that yeah i don't like, <laughs> i'll eat tuna fish <laughs> <laughs> look i wouldn't even eat that yeah, and my and all of my siblings they're like that. We don't eat fish. Yeah, I don't because of that. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. Uh, <laughs> would you rather have a sunny day or a rainy day? Probably rainy day. Um, and I used to in the past. I couldn't stand when it would rain because I would drive, and I don't mm. like driving in the rain. Same. But one of the things that I'm loving about rain and embracing is that any type of water or rain is cleansing if you notice like mm -hmm. the rain cleans the street it cleans a lot of the debris when we get in the shower the, the pollen away <laughs> yes yeah. and i was like you know what it's a it's a rain and water is a really good thing and not only that you know i hate when we go through these droughts oh, have, yeah. have you gone through that and i like to water my grass and when you yeah. put stipulation on me watering my grass i have yeah. an issue Yes. Yeah, that's too much work for yeah. sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, what is a hidden talent of yours? And it won't be hidden anymore if you share it with everybody. <laughs> a hidden talent? I, I, I don't know. So, well, so I am getting more comfortable with public speaking. Mm -hmm. So I spoke at a couple of um, kidney um, events and I've gotten a lot of great reviews on it, but it takes a lot of work for me to do that because I'm an introvert. Mm. and I'm not an extrovert so every time that I get up to do something I get nervous I get in my head I lose the words I lose my foot yeah and I'm trying mm. to learn how to manage that but when I do give a, um, a, a a speech oftentimes I get a lot of you know accolades yeah yeah good response well, that's good that's always a good thing to hear uh last question what is your favorite vacation spot my favorite vacations. Uh, Phil, Phil, after well, pandemic, okay. everybody's going to be like, anywhere. <laughs> well, I would say this. So it, I don't know. I never looked at it as a vacation spot. But like I was saying, I grew up very poor. So we couldn't travel. Like going to the beach is what we would consider a vacation because yeah. it was free, right? So that's why I said when you said a water park, it was like, oh, I don't like any of those choices. But one of the things as a child, I used to love looking at the different christmas movies oh, yeah. and so being in miami you know it didn't snow so my right. dream and fantasy was to be in new york during the holidays and when i made that happen for the first time i did it every year so every year and i i, I know like vacation you go to new york it's cold it's snow you're walking around it's crowded that don't sound like a vacation but every time that i go to new york during the holidays it's like magic i mean mm -hmm. i go see the rockets and I, you know, and I go look at the big trees and I go to Rockefeller Center and I go ice skating, even though I don't know how to ice skate. Yeah. I go anyway for the experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds uh, amazing to me. And I've always wanted to do that. Um, 
yes. I'm here for it. So I think yeah, it would be an awesome thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, all, everybody always says that, like, yeah, it's cold, but it's like so magical during the holidays. It there. is magic. Like everything that you see on TV um, in reference to Christmas in New York, it is so, so true. So, yeah, I encourage everybody to just... I'm going to have to do it soon because I'm I'm ready for it. Uh, So the next couple questions are standard questions on the the podcast here. So um, the first one, I'm big on mental health and trying to break the stigma and everything like that. So I always like to ask for some tips or things that you do to keep your mental health in check that you would like to share with everybody else. Um, I just, I, I, I be transparent. I, I tend to be very transparent. So I don't know what it is like for you. Um, first of all, I'm so obsessed with your name, Stephen Rice. Like I said it <laughs> 20 times this month, like I am meeting with Stephen Rice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting you know. So, but when I went through that depression and I don't know how it is for you and what the stigma is like um, in your culture versus my culture, but in the black community, like they don't believe it's like a thing a lot of people mm-hmm. and they think that you can kind of like pray it away oh yeah and when i told my mom for the first time that i dealt with depression she didn't believe me mm-hmm. and my depression was caused by chemical imbalance so i was hit by a drunk driver in 2001 mm-hmm. and the impact caused you know this chemical imbalance and so when she finally got it and she saw me and what i was going through um, and it was because we were living together. She found it clicked. Like she yeah. had to literally see it in order to understand it. So um, when it comes to mental health, I take that seriously. And I'm constantly talking about it as well. So we can break that stigma. Yes, which is good. Yeah, I similar situation. You know, I actually lost my mom when I was 16. So I had to move in with my grandparents and of course that put me into a depression and everything like that and so once I I started speaking up it was like no that's not a thing Mm -hmm. like you just you pray about it you everybody gets sad move on there's nothing and so I never really had those resources or anything until I'm on my own and an adult and was like "Hmm, maybe it's time to go and seek professional help and they be yep you have a chemical imbalance there's yeah. yeah you need <laughs> so it was like from there I was like okay like now I can work on it and everything like that so uh, again that's why I always speak about it and try to let people know you're not alone there's so many yeah. people there so mm-hmm. and I appreciate that you're you're also like that and you get to go out and- I, I mean that's in the whole book like I say it's um you, we talk about mental health we talk about it from different sides we talk from different angles we talk about body image we talk about the stress at our job we talk about the divorce and childhood trauma and broken relationships and physical and verbal abuse and emotional abuse and um there was one girl who i want to say she was such a um a warrior to share her story mm-hmm. about her being molested by her brother's best friend mm-hmm. wow. um and someone who robbed her house and they put a gun or held her uh hair held her up at gunpoint mm-hmm. Um, she was just a little girl, you know, so all of that trauma, all of that stuff kind of going on, like it takes a toll mm-hmm. on your emotions. And of course, the emotions oftentimes impact your thought process. So, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning that a lot more now. Childhood trauma really screws with your mind. So <laughs> yeah, it's always, yeah, you, you got to work on it. You definitely got to work on it. And I always commend when people 
share with the world. I'm going to be sharing with the world once my book gets published. And yeah. It's a nerve wracking thing, but you know, I prepared myself a little bit. So <laughs> that. Uh, awesome. Well, the next part is always one of my favorite parts of the show recommendations any movies music tv shows podcasts or books that you're just completely obsessed with right now it doesn't have to be anything new it could be something that's stuck with you throughout the years or something that you just discovered because i do that a lot where i'm like have you guys heard of this tv show and they're like that came out like three years ago like and i'm like oh well i just discovered it so anything you want to share um so movies well i don't watch a lot of movies i'm not a movie guy mm. um however uh oh um may marvelous Maisel on Netflix. oh uh yeah marvelous miss Maisel. yeah miss Maisel. i am obsessed so with good that. yeah and so i'm waiting for the new season to come out and i've watched the other seasons because it's mm-hmm. total three i didn't watch them two or three times yeah. already so um the acting the writing everything is so 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 good mm-hmm. um if i had to talk about a podcast well i just launched a podcast last month was um it's called the same project podcast and it's a lgbtq um, podcast that reach out to different individuals of different religion cultures ethnicity mm-hmm. so we can start bridging the gap you know, here in the United States, we've dealt with a lot with the division in the last presidency. Oh, yeah. And even in here, I'm in Georgia, in Atlanta, we are still going through the remnants of that due to the last presidency. Yeah. It just caused a whole big sting. So my goal right now for the next few years is just bringing all us back together and understanding that we are human beings. Everybody should be treated fairly equally and all this you know this wage gap this inequality gap it just got to stop because we are human beings Mm -hmm. (laughs) we all are human beings yes yeah so uh music wise i don't listen to a whole lot of music but the two girls that i do listen to well chris brown he's not always appropriate in his behavior outside of music but i love chris brown yeah <laughs> so, um, because he's just talented yeah. but i don't yeah I, i'm not going to even go into details yeah but ariana grande mm-hmm. she always take me there and sia oh. anytime i'm going through anything emotionally i can count on sia sia is going to take me there you know she, she <laughs> you know she's going to put me on that chandelier exactly she's <laughs> and i can see back up. and forth yes it feel much better the power of that voice yes yes i love sia and and yes. the fact you know what she stands for at least what i portray um by her hiding her face and and th- it, it just makes a very huge profound artistic statement yes L- listen to my voice don't i don't no care worry, what i look no, like yeah. or you know what i'm necessarily wearing because she wears the same thing same colors stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is about my talent and my art look yeah, at yeah. these dancers in the video you know like sia call me girl I yeah love <laughs> I love you, sia. yeah she she is amazing and i've always thought that that was so powerful because there's so many times that's why i you know, like American Idol, all these shows never really, to me, work out because people focus more on the look and externals. the externals, yeah, of people mm-hmm. instead of their talent and their voice. So she came on this and was like, this is all you get. 
Yeah, <laughs> like there's this is it. Yeah. Like yeah. here's my voice. Uh, and I'm excited. Yeah, I definitely need to check your podcast out because that sounds like something amazing and something that's much needed after <laughs> yeah. you know, the last president. Um, and even more than that, you know, there's it's just still a gap that needs to be filled. So yeah. and, and not just on the outset, like um, so I'm a part of the LGBT plus and african-american community mm-hmm. and there's still issues and gaps within our communities which yeah. does not make sense like later today i have a um a event that i'm going to i'm going to be selling my book there but uh, you know selling some other things but it's a transgender event mm-hmm. and i've spoken at many um um programs regarding transgender and just to hear what the trans community is going through within the LGBT. I'm like, y'all going through that within our own community? And so it just reminded me also with the Black community, um, and I don't think it's as prevalent as it used to be, but light-skinned, Black, dark-skinned, Black, Mm -hmm. like that was a huge thing. So you realize that within communities, there's drama and and division within those communities that you have to really have conversations and discussions about, so... No, definitely not. I'm glad that you're you're willing to do that because there is there's a lot of stuff that's, I guess, brushed under the rug and people don't mm-hmm. really, yeah, bring out to the the forefronts of things. And I think we need to because yes. that's the only way we're <laughs> going to become one whole community again. You know? <laughs> um, again, I don't know. If, I, just kidding. I don't think we ever were. <laughs> so there's <laughs> to be a community and everything like that. So um, I appreciate that. And I'll definitely have to check it out. I'll also link it down below so people can go check it out as well. Also, I'll link down before we go, give you a second to plug any social media, any website, tell people where they can get your book, any projects that you want to talk about. And then I'll make sure that I include it in the episode details. So because I'm lazy, just like most people. And I'm like, where's the link? I'm glad you talked about it. Where's the link? So if you just want to let people know uh, where to find all that good stuff at. Yeah, so um, you can find my book on lovespursuatl.net, um, not .com, but .net. And um, you can find me on any social media platform, lovespursuatl, and that's L-O-V-E-S-P-U-R-S-U-I-T-A-T-L. Um, I live in Atlanta, so that's what the ATL is yeah. for. And anyone who um, purchased a book from my website will receive a um, discount code, which is SANE, S-A-N-E, and in addition to that, anybody that put in that code gets a couple of free gifts that I like to send out just oh, to keep awesome. you encouraged, empowered, and motivated, because that's what I'm here for. I'm a universal yeah. servant. So my goal and my job is to pour into others the best way I know how to. So yeah, those are the air, um, the ways that you can find me. I mean, and if you just want to order your book from Amazon, I mean, you can do that because yeah. it's on Amazon as well. But um I just try to direct people to my website because yeah. you know you get goodies. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always awesome. Plus Amazon has plenty of money in order. So yeah, they yeah. <laughs> they yeah. won't be hurt. Yeah. So we'll be fine. Uh awesome. Well, it's been a, a, a super pleasure. Um, I don't think that was correct grammar, but that's okay. Uh it's been a pleasure to have you on, and I'm super excited to check out the book and the podcast and everything. I encourage everybody else to do that as well. Um, I thank you again and I wish you the best and I hope you stay safe out there because it's still a wild world and everything like that. Um, and again, just thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I love good inspiration, motivation, and 
yeah so does rose you hear that she's here for it too um definitely good conversation there and go check out the podcast everything like that let me find something for this week's meditation minute um let's see remain centered in dignity that's a great one find one more our words are our thoughts with wings we open our mouths and our minds fly out oh that hit hard preach rose said yes girl that's right ponder that over mull it over while you enjoy this week's meditation minute that's a good one really a good one This week's guest, D.B. Marshall, for stopping by and talking about, you know, all the wonderful things, inspiring me, hopefully inspiring you. Um, also, a big thank you to you for coming back and listening, or if this is your first time, welcome. That is my dog in the background. Her name is Rose. She, oh, and now she's sitting on my foot. Cute. Um, uh, I do have another dog. His name is Leo, and he's just an old army man, so he's out there sleeping. Um, now he's scratching her butt. Yeah, you got your pop up. You got your pop up. I said, boy, I'm sorry. Not to, like, misgender you. My bad, baby girl. But you know what? What if she wants to be a boy? <laughs> okay, I digress. Um, anywho, all, thank you again so much for coming and listening. Um, Please leave reviews and stars on whatever you're on. Spotify, podcast by Apple, anything like that. It's Apple Podcasts. I don't know why I said podcast by Apple. But regardless, you can also go uh, follow me uh, on my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Sir Stephen Bryce. Now Rose comes back with a toy. You know what? I just really should interview her for our episode. I think that's ultimately what she wants. Right, baby girl? Yeah. Okay. Go get it. Ooh, sorry, that was a loud thud. That was her bone being thrown. Um, so yes, at Sir Stephen Rice, I also have a website where you can go get some cute merch if you want, and then read some blogs and stories. And yeah, well, I'm gonna go play with Rose. <laughs> Stay safe out there. I'm coming. And until next time, have a fantastic day. <laughs> <laughs>